Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. All right, back here on the Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe, DiBiase. We got Chris Trapasso. We'll get to in just a moment. Let's first go to Walter in Toronto. Hi, Walter. Thanks for holding, man. What's up? No worries. Uh, good morning. I'm just uh, wondering uh, what you guys think, whether this uh, firing... Um, was something that had been in the works like a couple of weeks, maybe a month or so, or or do you think it was a bit of a, a knee jerk reaction to that loss to Denver? You know that was a that was an embarrassing loss, a twelve man, and you know I never see McDermott that upset. Like, and I think if Brady gets the full time job for next year, then then I think it was definitely in the works. If he doesn't get the job, then maybe it was more like a knee jerk reaction. What do you guys think about that? I mean, well, first of all, we're way, you know, well, way short of that happening. But no, I don't. I, here's what I think, Walter. I guess the answer, just in generalities, like this is a audition for uh, Joe Brady. And I mean, I'm sure Tom McTurk was growing frustrated with what was happening. I don't think it was necessarily in the works, as you say. I don't know that for the last few weeks, like some behind the scenes, we're going to make this replacement and don't tell anybody secret thing. I don't think it was some conspiracy going on. Uh, but knee jerk. I mean, are you going to say it wasn't justified? No, no, I definitely think it was justified, but they had been so loyal to to, to all their sure. personnel. Like, after 13 seconds, you know, I mean, McDermott would as way not to throw anybody under the bus. I mean, including him, I guess, could have been, but I, I think it was somebody else. So I think the whole loyalty thing, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a class guy, McDermott. I don't, I don't always agree with his coaching philosophy or decisions, but he's always been a class guy. And, and for him to say, oh, I got confidence, but we got to do better, I – I mean, well, you know, because that's that's just the respect he's throwing to, you know, his assistant coaches. I do want to ask Joe before I get to Chris, though. Mm-hmm. Joe, what does, do you think, what does Joe Brady need to do to actually be, like, what does it look like for him to actually get the coordinator job? Is it as simple as win enough games, score a certain amount of points? I mean, how do you think that works? Like, because mm-hmm. this is interim. They're not going to name a full-time OC until the offseason, I'm sure. I, I think... It's yeah, like I don't know if I want to put an exact like number on it or ranking or like even even record. Like to me, the offense it, basically see you see a change from now till the end of the year where games don't go repeatedly where the defense seems like they're doing all that they can and they lose because they're not scoring enough points. Like if they start losing games because their broken defense can't stop Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and the Cowboys and Justin Herbert. Like, I don't think that's gonna, that's not going to be on Joe Brady. 
But if their offense starts putting together 30-plus point performances again and Allen looks more comfortable and the turnovers start to go down and guys look like they're more open, like that to me is it. So maybe that's a little bit of a feel thing, but I I don't feel like the bar is that high. If, if they look the same, mm-hmm. then I, I don't think he's back. I don't, th- I don't know how – if they don't look like they're any different, no. even though there would be a defense for Brady of – you know, like, well, you can't really put your own stamp on it too much because it's midway through the year. Even with that, if they don't look any different, I, I don't, I don't, I think you got to do almost a whole new offensive staff or at least a new offensive coordinator. It's an interesting spot for Joe Brady to be in. Let's learn more about the Bills' new interim offensive coordinator from Chris Trapasso. Wrote a nice article today I read at CBSSports.com. Chris joins us on the Western Hotline right now. Uh, Chris, thanks a lot. Uh, I, I saw your article, so I reached out this morning. Short notice. We appreciate it here. What, what can you tell us about what? you found when you went back and looked at Joe Brady's offense on that record-setting, incredible LSU team of 2019? Foremost, spread. A lot more wide receivers being utilized, and for Bills fans, can kind of harken back to the Chan Gailey era when the Bills didn't necessarily have a murderer's row at the wide receiver spot. They had, you know, Stevie Johnson and David Nelson and Donald Jones, late-round picks and undrafted guys but gave Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, big throwing lanes and C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson a lot of rushing lanes because the defense was spread out. Joe Brady was hired at LSU before that 2019 season with Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase. When they set all these records, they went 15-0, and won the national title, to install spread-style offense from what he had learned under, ironically, Sean Payton, and Drew Brees, that was an offense that was very spread in, in terms of what you would normally see in the NFL. A fair amount of motion, too. Um, even in 2020, when he had Teddy Bridgewater as his quarterback in his first stint as an offensive coordinator in the NFL, um, that team motioned on pass plays almost 50% of the time, which was a pretty high rate um, in the NFL, or just by NFL standards. So I think those are the two biggest overarching things that a lot of shotgun, more spread, and maybe that means more receivers. The Bills have kind of gone to that of late with Dawson Knox out and kind of ventured away from all the 12 personnel that they talked about in the offseason and deployed early in the year. But definitely pass-happy, spread, and motion were the three biggest kind of core takeaways that I – just from researching Joe Brady's offense and watching some of that film from those couple of seasons. Joe, you um, we've all talked about the under center shotgun thing, and Chris says more shotgun here. Yeah. I don't know if that's what Bills fans want to hear necessarily because the Bills have been very good under center, right? You've looked at these numbers and you've seen it. I was just they're better under up. center. I was just pulling that up. They were especially on Monday. Um, on Monday they were four for four for sixty one yards and a touchdown mm. from under center. Allen was, and then in the shotgun they were eleven for twenty one, hundred sixteen yards, and two picks. But like that—that's. I wonder—is that been a forever thing, like for you, Chris? Like, because when I think of Allen at his best in those two Dable years, I mean they're under center, or, or excuse me, they're in the shotgun all the time with like three or four receivers spread out, and that it worked then. Yeah, I think the solution to the Bills' rut that they're in is just going under center. Um, but you're right that. To point out on Monday night, Josh Allen and the offense just worked better that way. I think 
in general, while you're seeing the Dan Orblowski's and that uh, a lot of us are mentioning that maybe they should be under center more is just because, and certainly Sale would know this from his time coaching that it just presents a lot more to the defense. It, it's you're going to have more run formations. Play action seems to work a little bit better. I'm not sure if the analytics kind of align there, but when you're under center with two tight ends and it looks like a run play, you put the ball out. Chris, we're losing you, buddy. Up, oh, Chris, you there? Okay, we lost you for a second. Go ahead. We got you, Chris. We, we have to reconnect. I know with Chris, he's, I we're gonna have to reconnect with Chris. Hey, you know what? Let's let's take James and West Seneca while yeah. Chris does that. Go ahead, James. Uh, can you hear me? Yep, we got you, Chris. Yeah, go we're ahead. Here. Thanks for holding. All right, just thanks. Uh, so I got a couple of questions. When you said um, that the offensive defense kind of coexisted together, they both got to scratch each other's back. I mean, would we be talking about if let's just say we're scoring thirty points and our defense is giving up thirty points, right? And our offense is scoring, but our defense continues like Josh Allen taking it down the field, getting ahead of the game in the fourth quarter. Defense is letting us down. Would we be mad at Sean McDermott taking over this defensive call? Because I mean, it's like that in my eyes. It's just that he's—we're not scoring as many points. Yes, I believe we're very predictable on offense, and I—I'm not saying that this wasn't justified. Mm-hmm. I just think. Sean McDermott, in high-pressure situations, he doesn't handle it well. Things are too fast for him. He can't slow it down. He doesn't have the right coaching step around him to help him in that scenario. I mean, in Denver's situation, they kicked that quick field goal before the second half. When they're taking a knee down, you know that quick field goal is going to come into play again, or at least you have to have an inkling of that. So why waste the timeout? In that situation, why not save that timeout for the, hey, let's get the right personnel. Let's attempt to block this kick because we didn't do it at halftime. Like, I just feel there's too many scenarios that Sean McDermott, he can't handle the big pressure situations, these close games. He's great when we're blowing teams out. He's not so good in my eyes when it has to be close. He just, I think he's looking for excuses now. I think now it's before it's like, oh, we'll give him a break. We'll give him now. He's looking for excuses. I mean, like on the on the original point before quickly getting on the field goal. I mean, if by the way, that's probably going to happen. Like they're probably going to start giving up around thirty points a game. There maybe not every game, but it's going to happen. I mean, they've been doing a great job as of late. But here comes Jalen Hurts and Mahomes and the Cowboys and the Chargers and the Dolphins. Like they've got some great offenses that they still have to play. So. To me, that puts more onus on the offense, and maybe that's why you do it now. It's here comes the games where we got to score. After the Jet game, you're going to have to score big coming up. So more onus on the offense, You know, maybe that's part of the reason why you do it now. Quickly on the field goal, I mean, I'm not jumping to that with McDermott. There's another game here where you can mention it, and you'll always have 13 seconds, so there will always be people who want to jump onto that because it's happened a couple of times. Does it happen every game? No. But I thought it was a bad job. On Monday, if we're just going to talk that game specifically, to me there was no earthly reason why the field goal block team shouldn't have been out there on second or third down because they knew Denver was going to kneel it twice and then kick a field goal. There's no earthly reason that I'm sorry, said again that who should be out there. There was no reason that you had that they should have waited to sub until the fourth down mm-hmm. play. They had two timeouts. Right. They knew the Broncos were you. kneeling down. They had 60 seconds twice. 
to make their changes beforehand. Again, because yeah. if they do that, is is Denver then going to run a play? No, they were going to kneel it no matter what. Right, and 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 it, it's really it's still mostly defensive players anyway out there. Even though right. you're actually going to field goal block, like right. those are defensive guys. I went through and I I charted everybody who was on the field. I don't think there's one offensive player out there anyway. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, so it's not like it, right they're going to go into the shotgun and uh oh now I've got Gabe Davis on the field. So, like that that right. <laughs> that wasn't the situation. No, that's right. That's a good point. Um, let's go back to thank you very much, James, for the phone call. Let's go back out to Chris Trapasso on the West. Her hotline a better connection here. Um, Chris. When you look at Joe Brady's time at Carolina, though, and for, actually, you know, before I ask you that, Chris, let me go back to your, your point about them at LSU and what you were talking about. Mm-hmm. How much of that, though, is, you know, when we look at this, we go, dude, like, I don't know. This guy had the greatest offensive talent in the world to ever work with, which you did point out in your article, by the way. So we kind of have to take that into consideration here when we look at it. Yeah, definitely. And I think if you're if there's one thing that you can take away that was the the staple of that LSU offense that they were in 11 or 10 personnel. So that's three or four wide receivers on the field, like 95% of Joe Burrow's drop back. And that speaks directly to your point sale. Justin uh, Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Terrace Marshall, who was a second round pick. Um, it probably was personnel based. And again, like no one knows until we see it on Sunday against the Jets, like how Joe Brady will kind of evolve and and maybe say, maybe I should be under center a little bit more. And maybe I don't need to have, you know, 11 and 12 personnel on every snap for Josh Allen, given the roster makeup, but just based on his tendency, he did kind of lean shotgun, definitely lean spread and using a lot of wide receivers with a fair amount of motion. When he was in Carolina, he was kind of, wasn't he, was it one of the issues Joe, I think you brought this up earlier. Wasn't one of the issues that maybe Matt Rule wanted him to run more than he ran, and yeah. he threw the ball I looked, more. I looked back that that year, they were eleventh in the league in neutral situation pass rate, and this is a team that had Teddy Bridgewater and then Sam Darnold and then broken Cam Newton as their quarterback. And like the game before he got fired, I know it's only one game, but before Joe Brady got fired, they got crushed. And they had Christian McCaffrey only getting 10 carries while, again, Walker and Cam Newton combined for, like, 35 attempts. Like, they threw it a lot. But anyways. Chris, I'm sorry. I don't know if you want to respond to that at all, just what happened when he was in Carolina with throwing the ball as much. Yeah, so I didn't even, in my article at CBS Sports, I didn't even include the 2021 season for a lot of reasons. Just like Joe mentioned that, Three different quarterbacks. Uh, Christian McCaffrey didn't play a ton. Um, and, like, actually he was hurt a fair amount, only played three games in 2020. But if you look back at, at old articles, Charlotte Observer, there was, like, very public, like, back and forth between Matt Rule and his offensive coordinator that they became, like, one of the run-heaviest teams in the NFL. I don't necessarily okay. think that that's an indication that, that Joe Brady – wants to be that guy i think by year two things weren't going well matt rule was starting to feel the heat as well as an unsuccessful head coach that he really put his foot down and said we need to run the football more um maybe because the quarterbacks weren't very good but again and to sales point having burrow justin jefferson and jamar chase on the same field in the sec kind of seems like an unfair it uh you know kind of luxury to have just in terms of overall talent but when he's had decent to very good quarterbacks with, you know, Teddy Bridgewater in his late 20s at the time in 2020, and then Burrow at LSU 
he's definitely been very pass heavy, which I get it that against the Broncos, the Bills did run the football very well. It was their most efficient running game, I thought, in in a very long time. And I think statistically Mm -hmm. that was true. But in general, this Bills team should want Josh Allen to be throwing the football. We will, again, see how much under center there is, how much he runs. But I think it's better in today's NFL with your quarterback as Josh Allen to have a new offensive coordinator coming in that has that experience and that you know tendency of being very pass-happy in those neutral situations. Chris, you do the practice squad rankings, so I think it's a perfect question for you. Is there somebody the Browns can grab on another practice squad, somebody who fits you know, what they might want to do, maybe a connection to Stefanski somewhere along the line? That might be their option here. We're talking about guys coming out of the booth, right, like Matt Ryan or Tom Brady yeah. coming back. I, I think their best option is probably somebody who's playing football right now. Who knows? But is there anybody in a practice squad they could look at? There's not a quarterback that I've had in my practice squad power rankings uh, that really stands out. Um, there's probably like a veteran somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Shane Bichelle on the Bills practice squad could be someone that, that like they could look at because he's pretty mobile, has a decent arm, spent time in Kansas City. It's not the exact same system, Andy Reid mm-hmm. to Kevin Stefanski, but someone that's been in the NFL, is not a statue in the pocket, and they certainly like to do those play-action bootlegs a little bit, um, that they could just at least bring into the mix in case there are any injuries to P.J. Walker or Dorian Thompson-Robinson. I really wonder if they're going to start calling retired guys, right? They might be. Like Matt, Matt <laughs> is Matt Ryan officially retired? Like I know he's doing CBS stuff. I don't think so. Like he, he is. He would come back to play for a team. I thought earlier in the year. What's he's that? Like I'm ready. To, I'm ready to play for someone. Yeah. Oh, okay. And li- and listen, like if you're an older quarterback like that, like what's maybe the number one thing you want? Isn't it an offensive line that's not going to get me destroyed? And Cleveland and defense, yeah, yeah, and like Cleveland's, I, I know they've had injuries in the O line, but I think they still have a great unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Matt Ryan. All right, nice. Chris, thanks a lot, buddy. Uh, tell everybody where they can find that article and your work. I thought it was interesting this morning what you laid out about Joe Brady. It's at cbssports.com. You can just Google my name. Just Google Chris Trapasso CBS Sports. It'll be the first article that pops up. Just shows his tendencies and philosophies. <laughs> just again, spread offense a lot of wider throwing lanes and to joe's point earlier what should happen just based on his history at lsu and carolina more receivers open to not only just make clear target lines for josh allen but maybe create more opportunities after the catch which i think has been a problem for the bills over the last couple seasons by the way Chris, i'm still doing the uh the the ice shower thing not the ice bath yet I it I love it. Yeah. Great. Great. That's awesome cuz you're working early in the morning and working throughout the day so you need that sustained energy that you can get from those yeah. ice showers. I I haven't gone all the way in yet and bought like an ice tub or anything but Okay. Um, it, <laughs> listen, fa- family Wait a minute, members, are you telling me guys, uh, are you telling me the Bills offensive personnel needs ice showers every morning? That's what will fix that everything. Would help. I think that would uh, help. I really do. Probably probably would. I might just need Josh <laughs> Allen to start <laughs> eating on game days, but I'm only half kidding when I say that. <laughs> Maybe that's what they do on that's what they need on Sundays when they wake up before for yeah. a game. Now they're playing every Sunday for a while. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you, man. Yep. Thanks, guys. All right, you got it. Chris Trapasso right there. Uh it's really funny. Someone I'm just reading, um, Cleveland Brown's awful announcing said their best option for replacing Deshaun Watson might be in the broadcast booth. And there's a picture of Matt Ryan along with yeah. I think it's Tiki Barber 
and Andrew Catalan, and some of the responses are, I don't know how Andrew Catalan's going to help the Browns right now, <laughs> which is kind of funny. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> it's obviously they, Matt Ryan. I don't think Matt Ryan is officially retired, though. I don't think he is either. And, man, let's eliminate the Colts season last year. I mean, I, maybe you shouldn't do that entirely, but they could not protect him. And he is, again, he was never mobile in the first place. He is as much of a statue as you could find in the league today if he comes back. But two years ago... With Atlanta, I mean, the guy threw 4,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 picks, had a pretty solid QBR. Like, he can't come in there and be better than P.J. Walker or Dorian Thompson-Robinson with that offensive line. Like, I, 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 don't, think the, I don't think he's got to do that much. you got to hand the ball off, run some play action, and not turn the football over. Isn't that all the Cleveland quarterback has to do? I think so, yeah, absolutely. Um, Joe, before we get to the timeout, and then Paul Hamilton on the Western Hotline at Sabres practice, one other narrative buster I've been thinking about, and before it slips my mind, I think at least now C.J. Stroud can get everyone, or hopefully, to stop saying Ohio State quarterbacks never work out in the NFL, don't draft one. That is, that and I think forever we can take that whatever, S2 cognitive test, and just shoot it into the sun. From now on, because remember he had that really low score. Oh, the guy can't read defenses because he took a test and and graded really poorly on it. And he's out there, I mean, doing it better than any any rookie on the field, easily. He's, yeah. Oh, the Ohio State thing, though, is definitely right, because we had gone a couple in a row there where it didn't look so hot, and he's just going to break that. All right, we'll take a timeout. Paul Hamilton from Sabres practice. More on the Tage Thompson injury and last night's loss to the Bruins. Up next on WGR. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 